0: Do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling
1: Head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? She she you
0: she You
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. And now we are recording. Now we are having sips of wine. (laughs) That's kind of kind of feel like that's how we start off. Almost every episode of Juicy Bits is drinking wine. Hi everyone. I'm Jengarki, the co-host of Juicy Bits, Drinking Wine here with a very special guest, Liz Toft. And this, I feel like my introductions um, of late have been quite grandiose, but it's because these people deserve it. So who is Liz? Well, Liz is an all-around amazing, badass snowboarder. Liz is one of the original Coalition Snow Ambassadors, has been on the team, I think, since the beginning, and little-known fact, was awarded the Ambassador of the Year Award last year. So that's, I mean, no big deal. Liz also is one of the founders and the CEO of Elevated Locals, and What Liz is here to talk to us about today is a new YouTube series called Our Lens, which uh, essentially shares the stories of BIPOC skiers and snowboarders through their perspectives, their experiences. And Liz is the creative mastermind and um, editor and director and does all the things for it. So, Liz,
0: welcome to Juicy Bits. What's good? Um, thank
1: you. Thank you for that intro. Uh, what if I just couldn't talk after that? That'd be great. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like people would be like, maybe she's not as great as you say she is, if she has nothing to say. But, um, oh, and I and I, I left off, you have your podcast, Working for That Snow, which I was a guest on your podcast, too. So you are, you have, you have done the podcasting as well. Yes, yes, I love I love podcasts. Um, not really, I
0: don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Um, I really I I just love telling people's stories, and I love all different types of media, and so I love video, I love audio, um, and actually how this Our Lens uh, web series came to be was um, Hannah, who used to run, um, who used to co-run
1: Mountaintop. Um, Do you want to explain what Mountaintop is and what the clubhouse is? I think, yeah, I think we should do that because, well, some people will hear you say Mountaintop and Clubhouse and totally get it. And other people will be like, what in the hell is Liz talking about? So let's start. So So let's just, uh, we'll rewind just a teeny bit here. So a little over a year ago, we launched this virtual community. We being Coalition Snow launched this virtual community called the Coalition Clubhouse. And inside the Coalition Clubhouse, there are subgroups. And one of them is called Mountaintop. And it is a a private group only open to people who identify uh, number one is BIPOC, number two is an underrepresented gender. And it's just a space for people to connect. And then the larger clubhouse is open to any, any human who, who is underrepresented gender. What does that mean? Basically no cis men. That's, I mean, that's who that I don't like to, I don't like to get into things like not them, but that's kind of the easiest way to explain it. So the clubhouse is this virtual community for people who love the snow and mountaintop is nestled within it and it's run, by BIPOC Skiers and Snowboarders for BIPOC Skiers and Snowboarders. So that is sort of the lead-in to Liz's conversation with HANA. And now back to you, Liz. So you're having this conversation with HANA. So
0: so I joined Mountaintop and I'm extremely excited to ride with other BIPOC riders all around America and eventually the world. And Hanna starts Unlikely Riders. So I go up and I'm shooting for unlikely Riders and um, she, and I'm sorry, and Hannah is like, we should do a documentary. We should do an edit for all of Mountaintop. And so I started thinking about it, and we put together this whole. This whole piece and Hana helps me and um, many, many people of the mountaintop community helped me put this together. And I had like a whole SOP and we were like, how can we do this so everyone can participate? And so we decided that, you know, it was COVID. We wouldn't be shooting with fancy cameras. We'd be shooting with our phones and we'd be shooting with a traveling GoPro, which we could send around if if you couldn't find a GoPro to borrow. And so that's so we tried to do it with with no barriers. And I got that idea from RuPaul's Drag Race because when Hmm. uh, when COVID happened, um, RuPaul wanted the everybody had to record from home. And so she would send them kits and be like, this is what you have to use to make everybody's playing level fair. And so I thought that. Yeah. So and. Um, so yeah, so then I started it off as a documentary and, um, it slowly turned into a total shit show and it was like massively <laughs> overwhelming and I like couldn't, I, I was just like, this is never going to work. This is never going to happen. And okay. Would, wait, like, wait, What,
1: <laughs> what made it a shit show? What? Because I, I feel like this is something where people could really like, there's a lot, probably a lot of lessons in, in that. What? What made this project kind of get to a point where it was unmanageable and you had to shift gears? Which the the good news is, just so everyone knows, it completely worked out. It's called Our Lens. That's what we're here to, like we're gonna talk about. So that's it's good. But what like so so you have all these all these people from Mountaintop who are super pumped on getting you videos and you have all these submissions from like phones and GoPro and you're sitting down to make the documentary and then you're like oh fucking hell no what happened okay well i also added another element
0: to it i was like let me interview you Uh, and so (laughs) i got this from from sort of we had just started our podcast and i was like i can interview you on zoom and i'll take your audio and i'll put it over your clips and then we didn't have to worry about like music and rights and people could tell their story while they were doing yeah. it. But then I would. And, and so I was like, this, this will be about 10 to 15 minutes. And I had 11 people and I and I realized that I couldn't tell anyone's story in two minutes like no matter what. And I would cut it up, cut it up. And it was just like a jangled mess and Mm. um, no one was actually getting the space that they deserved. And so that was when I think we all came to the conclusion that it needed to be a web series. And um, so everyone could tell their, their actual story and you could see
1: who they are. Yeah. And so now where it is today, so that, Today, um, even though all of you are are going to be listening to this in our future, it's not your future because you're listening to it now, but us recording it, it is the future. So we actually just launched uh, the first episode today of Tanya. And by the time you hear this recording, we will have launched a second one, which I believe is the second one going to be of Heidi. Uh,
0: the second one is Mayhem. Uh, it's Mayhem. So, okay. Yeah. Mayhem. Uh was raised in Jordan, and uh, she's now here in New Jersey. And uh, she loves snowboarding; lives for snowboarding. And it's a very, very cool story of how she grew up and how snowboarding helped her, you know, just be just be brave and stand up and be who she who she knows that who she is in her heart and who she always has been all along.
1: Do can you give us a rundown of each person like that? So that's may, Mayhem. Tanya was released today. What's what's your take on, uh, on Tanya's story?
0: Uh, So Tanya was raised a gymnast, and I think it was always super hard on herself. She's brilliant, by the way. She's probably one of the most eloquent people I've ever spoken to. Uh, and she – I think that she loved snowboarding so much, but she never really felt like she belonged, and she – she talks a lot in her episode about um, about body issues and mm-hmm. how we see ourselves and how um, I, I suppose, like how to, how to face that and become happy with what you're doing and know that you belong to be there regardless.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's Heidi.
0: So Heidi is Chinese, French, Canadian, and she is a mother and she's an incredibly strong woman who's never cared about what anybody has to say about what she should be or how she should act. And she tells her snow story of learning to love the mountains by herself.
1: Mm, yeah. And Heidi has been on our ambassador team also for many years. So that's Heidi. And then um, Jacinta.
0: Jacinta's story is um, so beautiful. She's Jamaican, Canadian, and uh, she was raised in Canada and basically has been involved with adaptive and being a ski instructor for mostly all of her life. And then she took some time off to go to college and then realized that all she wanted to do was ski. So now she's in Japan. And Mm -hmm. she's doing um, full, like, women's ride days in Japan and working very hard to get adapted, Um, adaptive skiing, like, more recognized and people um, and adaptive, like, programs bigger in Japan.
1: Yeah. And some people might know Jacinta because she also writes blogs for Coalition. And she has been – facilitating a bunch of our photo photo shoots. So you'll see her photos on our Instagram and on our website. And we have, she's been writing tons of amazing blogs that are all around uh, diversity in snow in snow sports. So that's just since, is there anyone else who's, is it four people or are there more people?
0: Yeah, it's, it's four so far. And then next up is Evan. Yes. Yes. But I haven't, I can't tell you anything
1: about that yet. Well, we don't, (laughs) We will have you back for another episode of Juicy Bits to talk about Evan, which Evan, again, amazing human, just like Jacinta, started off as an ambassador at Coalition and then moved into being um, the headmistress of the Coalition clubhouse. So Evan has been, I think, really integral in this process of creating our lens, too, because Evan's the one who now manages mount mountaintop and the clubhouse um and has been working with liz on it so okay so now we know a little bit about the four people who are going to be featured in their own about what like it's like six to seven minutes per person is that how long each episode is yes yeah and what um so through this whole process what has been most enjoyable for you we we already heard what wasn't enjoyable at the beginning but then you (laughs) You, you shifted gears. Um, and what, like now, now that you have so many of these episodes under your belt, reflecting on that, what, what have, what have you just really been pumped about? Well,
0: I love, I love, I'm super nosy. So I like, I like to know everything (laughs) about people. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's always really fun, but I really love how everyone like has become like, they're part of my family and, Uh, also to say just about being an ambassador and being part of coalition and the clubhouse and now mountaintop i mean like we we all work together we all ride together um i'd say so many members of the ambassadors like i'm texting daily um because of little things that remind me of them or i'm upset about something and it's just uh this community is is a, my family now. So mm. I think that that's probably the most enjoyable is I just that's keep awesome. being members of family.
1: Yeah. And what a what sort of an incredible time to be able to contemplate this, like growing of your, your family when so many people feel isolated and we're removed from one another because of, of, of COVID and, and everything that plays into that. And here you've been able to, through this virtual community, actually then connect with people and feel like you're expanding um, and not just like a network of humans, but like, these are people who you're really close to. You, you call them your family.
0: Yeah. And also they're all so fucking brave. Like, um, I'm not big on, I'm trying to get better at it, but I'm not big on like, this is how I feel about stuff or like, I have emotions. Mm-hmm. Like for the beginning of <laughs> Elevated Locals, like, like for so long, I just like, would just like shut up and go away. And also in the beginning of um, the media company that Elevated Locals that I created, I just pretended I was a boy. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that uh, being around all, of uh, these individuals have, you know, they just like tell me things about themselves that I'm like, Oh my God, I would never share that. But it's, it's really, really, um, inspiring. And it's, it's so brave. And I want, like, I think it's helping me grow. Like this project is helping me more than it's helping anyone else. But hopefully that, that, that won't be the case.
1: later. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, for me, you know, I haven't, I've, I've, um, watched a few of the episodes and it is, um, what I really am enjoying and I'm not going to give it all away because we want people to be able to watch them. But, um, and you, you said this in the blog that Jacinta wrote. So Jacinta interviewed Liz and I'll link that in the show notes so that you can all read that. And I'll, you know, I'll link all, all the videos in the show notes too. But, um, one of the things that you wrote about or that you spoke about was, um, how these are completely different stories that are being told in snow sports. And that while like, we all like to follow the pros, right? So like we're watching sure a bunch of us are watching the Olympics right, right now. And, um, there's, you know, so many, anytime you open up a magazine or you're looking on a web website, normally the stories about people who are snowboarding and skiing are about professional athletes. And this web series, is not about that at all. And instead it's just about the sort of daily lived experiences of people who are incredibly passionate about the sport, um, but aren't professional athletes. And it's a, I think what you get out of these episodes um, is you, like like you just said, Liz, like you really get to know this person in, in a much bigger, fuller way than what they do on the mountain and i think that that's really inspirational and i think it's you know when i think about the future of snow sports i think about how these stories are going to be what resonates with people and what helps to get more people on the mountain because it's completely relatable like you can actually listen to these people and say like i see myself in this person whereas pros are certainly you know, inspirational and aspirational, but not, not many of us think we're going to be like that. Um, and so it's really cool to just have this intimate, um, six minutes with somebody who is as passionate about the sport, like as I am, but also like, I look at, I'm like, oh, you're a normal person like me. And there's this sort of deeper connection there.
0: Yes, I agree. I think, Um, my friend, um, Marsha Hovey, who runs, uh, marketing at Trollhagen, who just did Take the Rake, which was an all women's build. Even the cat drivers were women. Everything was women. She said, um, that a lot of times she has imposter syndrome and she gets really nervous when, she's going out to snowboard because she feels like because she's so involved, she has to be like this stellar level of snowboarding. And Mm -hmm. first of all, um, she is a stellar snowboarder. But uh, I totally I totally get that, you know, like, I'm going to park camp this weekend, I'm almost 40. And I still have the ugliest 180 you've ever seen and, um, board sliding, I'm terrified of. And like, I've been snowboarding for like 30 fucking years, you know? And there's yeah. just like some things like I, and so, but that doesn't mean I don't love snowboarding, you know, that doesn't mean yeah. that I don't like live and breathe it. It just, there's just all different levels. And I think it's, it's good for
1: people to see all different levels. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way. I'm 44. I've been snowboarding since I was 16. So again, like I'm a couple of years away from snowboarding for 30 years. I don't, this, I don't even, I do not, I occasionally, so I tried doing a jump for sure. Char- I was, I was like thinking of Charlotte, who's our senior designer and she's a ripping snowboarder and i was going through the park at bachelor on my last run and i was like i'm going to go hit i'm going to go hit a jump for char that's what i said to myself and i 100% just ate shit like and i i like <laughs> did not, and i've been snowboarding for th- you would think that <laughs> i should be able to catch like 5 inches of air and land it oh no no i can't you would also think <laughs> oh because you own a ski and snowboard company that you must be the best snowboarder ever no i'm like i consider myself to be like relatively average you know like i'm not i don't get air i don't spin i don't do i don't Mm -hmm. like i'm big into trees and powder and like steeper stuff but like i'm not maybe what you think i am and so i i maybe that's why these stories resonate so much with with me Mm -hmm. is that it's um is that i see i see myself in them so Liz, like beyond people maybe being a little bit um, you know, intimidated of being filmed or um feeling like, you know, they're not you know, like we're not pro pro status. Do you want to talk a little bit about um some of the other challenges or like some of the other um things that go into like filming and, and creating this?
0: Sure. Well, it's so daunting. To be like, okay, so just go and film yourself. You know, people are, people are like <laughs> super easy, 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 I, I mean, I think, I think that it made a lot of people not want to be a part of the project, which I totally understand because I film mm-hmm. every day. I, I shoot every day and I still have to try again and, and again and again. And I'm also always working with like the same people and we still don't get it right and get furious at each other. I'll be like, I said over there, and she'll be like, I meant this, and <laughs> you know, it's like so much of that. So um yeah. we created and like we did like um mountaintop zooms where we would talk about how to film things and mm-hmm. um how to be patient with your filmer and also how not to freak out. Um so I I was very, everybody did a really good job, but I know how daunting it is. Um, And then when it comes down to it, which is sort of always makes me mad about the world, is all people really want to do is see pictures of you on your face anyway. So there's that. I mean, kind of kind of. Yeah. I think that like one time you, you you said that like your posts that were highest rating were pictures of your face. And like, I was, Mm -hmm. and I think we were in a meeting or something and I was like listening and I like went and looked at my Instagram feed and I hadn't shown a picture of my face in like 10 posts or something. And I was like, fuck, that's what I have to like, I don't want to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. but, um, it is, especially with this project, it, it helps you know the person uh, you know, by showing, by showing people's faces, like people don't want to see a bunch of POV, like point of view skiing around, you know, even if it is in Hokkaido and it's Japan and
1: it's so cool. And I think that that's what people want to
0: see, but it's not,
1: no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, for, um, yeah, on my personal Instagram, I have, I feel like I take good photos. I love photography, um i'm taking photos of amazing places all over the world anytime i would post something no one no people would be like no, i know like don't even so care and then here's this here's just a picture of my face self picture of my face doing something and you have you know hundreds of of likes it is a weird it is a weird thing but it, it is certainly yeah i mean the, i you said at the beginning, at the beginning of, of our chat that, you know, one thing you admire about these people so much is their, is their courage. And, and it, it like, it takes a lot to put yourself out there, particularly in an industry that doesn't reward people for showing up as themselves. You know, there's think, think about like, you know, there's that Instagram Jerry of, of the day. And there's, there's this culture around making fun of people who don't look or act you know, a certain way or act the way in which, um, you know, the gatekeepers of the industry have have said, well, this is what makes you cool. And so anything that deviates from that, you kind of open yourself up to some pretty serious um, criticism. And I think it does take a lot to say, like, I don't actually care what the industry has said that I'm supposed to look like, or snowboard or ski like, like, none of that matters to me. I'm out here for me and I'm out here to be with my my friends, and here's, here's my story. And I, I would hope, you know, I, I think certainly within the community that Coalition has created, like, I feel really confident and comfortable putting out these videos because I know that our community is going to be super supportive, but I can certainly see how on other platforms, other Instagram accounts, other places where, you know, maybe some of these wouldn't be as I think as well received as they're going to be by the community that, that we have been a part of creating.
0: Yeah. I was really worried about that. Um, and, and I mean, I don't, I still don't have a solution other than I will fight each and every one of you. I will show up to your fucking house and punch you in
1: the face. A hundred (laughs) percent.
0: But but, yeah, I I was like super, super worried about that. Um, but I, I think that we all support each other enough that it, like, we'll, we'll be strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, it really is, I mean, I, like I said, I really do think this is the future of, of the sport is, is to showcase um, a more diverse group of people. And by diversity, I don't necessarily just mean um, race or gender. I, I mean, like, the way in which we get ourselves down the mountain. Um, that that will kind of open it up to a lot of people. So um, I'm I'm curious, Liz, if um, in and any of these videos that you were editing, if you had any aha moments, those those times where somebody says something where you're like, oh fuck, I've never thought about that. Did it? Can can you think of any of those?
0: I'm uh, um, yes. Well, well, the clearest one is like something that I've. I've been saying over and over again, but it's in Tanya's episode where she's talking about not fitting in ski pants. And, Mm. and I don't, I just want to say like, there's, there's all these like issues in the world. And sometimes when you're self-conscious about your body, you can be like, this doesn't fucking matter because there's so many like giant issues. Um, But in the end, all like, it, it still matters and it's how you look at yourself and then that matters on how you approach everything in the world and she was talking about tanya was talking about being in the dressing room and like crying because you couldn't get a pair of snow pants on and like that was it like what were you supposed to do after that like there wasn't a pair that would fit and um that's when we were talking she was also the first person i interviewed and i was like you know you were raised across the country from me. We are different cultures. We are blah, blah, blah. But like, this is an issue that all of us like immediately Mm -hmm. I'm crying. Like, like, uh, and that's where like the sim similarity thing, the thing that I keep saying, like that came from her because uh, when it comes down to it, no matter where we are in the world, we've all had those feelings, like those feelings, like mayhem, where like we're out of control and like, we need to be in charge of our lives and, and things like that. So those were like,
1: moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pants fitting is such a, it does feel, it does feel a little bit petty when you think about, you know, that there's people who are starving and people who don't have shelter. And then you also think about it like, well, it's all the same reasons why, like the reasons why, women can't get pants that fit them is the same reason why we can't care for people who are hungry and it's this you know um systemic racism and sexism and um you know people and essentially the patriarchy deciding that this is the way the world is going to be so that we can maintain um, our power and our our privilege and everything falls underneath that and speaking of trolls, there's a hundred percent someone who's going to be like, I can't believe she just said that. She's saying ski pants. Also, I'm talking with my hands right now. <laughs> She's saying ski pants are the same. No, what I'm what I'm saying is that like there are um, the same things that make you know someone feel so uncomfortable about their body, or it's it's all goes into that like our inability to to care for one another and to and to really like look at what needs to change so that everybody. Um, can be, be cared for and feel like they fit in this world and that they're accepted, certainly. Yes. Yeah. Um, Liz, now, I know you said that you don't really like to share your feelings and talk about yourself, uh, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't try to get some stuff out of you since you're here. Um. So, um, what is it, what is it about telling these stories, um, being a part of telling these stories, putting it together? Like, what is it that you, you, you said that you feel like you're changing a little bit by going through, like, so what does that change look like for you? Well, I think that everyone is always like, trying
0: to figure out who they are, no matter how old they are. I, I think that every day you wake up and you're like, yeah, that's me. And so I think that the changes are, are somehow like, like I'm feeling more like myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, um, I don't know. I did this, I did this yoga practice today that it, it was like, in order to whatever do do whatever you have to like release everything and like and I, I mean this has been said a million times also I'm butchering this um but I think in editing and and meeting these individuals and like learning about their lives I've been able to like let go of so much of my life that like doesn't fucking matter and just be like mm-hmm. yep like this is what I'm proud of. This is what I care about. And like, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So I think I'm growing stronger.
1: Along. Mm-hmm. what are question. what, I mean, what are some of the things you're letting go of? Uh, also, you can tell me to shut, to shut the fuck up and you don't have to answer this, but. Well, um,
0: okay. Like, I don't know that much about my culture i'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm Samoan, and uh my mom I came out of her uterus uh but my birth father is out of the picture um he was terrible, and I have the most wonderful father now who adopted me when I was six, and um I like walked down the aisle, he gave me a ring um I have his last name, and he's like amazing but um, I think that. I've always been like sort of guilty about not knowing that much about my culture. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So
0: uh, I've been trying to let that go. And then just like, you know, I read a lot. I like, um, when I first moved to New York, I joined a hula troop, even though I didn't know how to hula. Like, so I'm 18. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I was uh, wearing a coconut bra and a leaf skirt and (laughs) dancing all over the city. And it was very, and like, to me, it was so amazing because, Mm -hmm. um, I was like learning about my culture. And then eventually I realized that I felt like a stripper. Um, cause like, it would be cool. Like we would be in the Brooklyn museum and performing and that was wonderful. And we'd be performing like for Asian heritage uh, or Pacific Islander month. And that would be cool. And then we would do like a corporate party and I'd have like Mm. 50 year old men around me and I would like go home and cry. So, Mm. so I think like what I'm kind of letting go is like the way that if I'm like true enough to my culture, I haven't been Mm. to Samoa. I spend all my money on snow. um, So I haven't Mm -hmm. been, but I will go. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like been a big thing for me for, for this project. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's. um, That's a lot. I can only imagine how difficult that, that push and pull is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh Jacinta and I talked about this, like, you know, like we're Island people, but um the
1: snow is water. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's just another. It's just another yes. way of being. Um, so one of the last questions I have for you is, um, what is like, what is the ultimate goal for this web series? You know, either what do you hope other people get out of it, or when you think years into the future, how do you want to look look back on it? But what are you? What do you really want to get out of? helping these individuals tell their story and and share their experiences on snow.
0: I think when I see it like big picture wise in my mind, it's like a quilt and everybody is a different piece creating a giant scene. Um, So within saying that I want to make a ton of these, Uh, maybe it does eventually become that documentary or I'm not quite sure what it looks like in format but I just see like the link of the quilt that it makes and like that being like a blanket.
1: Mhm. So it's just one it's one piece.
0: Yeah I think so.
1: Yeah well many pieces they're all different pieces that could come together <laughs> yeah. over time. Um, I love it. Liz is there anything else that you want to tell us about our lens or, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to put in the show notes, the links to everything. So people will be able to find it there, but is there anything else that you wanted to chat about today?
0: Uh, well, if you would like to be part of our lens, um, please do not be afraid. And, uh, they can reach out in the clubhouse in Mountaintop. Uh, you can reach out like directly. There's like links everywhere, to talk to me or to talk to uh, a coalition ambassador who will help you. Uh, so mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we'd really love to have you
0: and we'd really love to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Well, and I love the idea that we can just we I mean we being you, but I'm behind you to keep creating these. Like what an incredible contribution to the community and to and to snow, snow sports be able to share this. So this is certainly something that I know that coalition will be supporting and would love to see more people get involved. So Liz, thank you so much. You are radical in all the good ways of that word. And maybe some of the, you know, bad ways, but that makes it good too. So in all the ways. um, And we just so appreciate everything that you do for coalition and being an ambassador. And I'm so excited about this web series and I can't wait to see Um, to see the rest of them come out and to see um, just to get other people as pumped on them as we all are. So thank you, Liz. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Okay. All right. So check out those show notes. Uh, Make sure to watch the web series and we will catch you next time. Thanks everyone.